You're listening to Discovering Multifamily, where we discuss all educational topics in commercial real estate with an emphasis on multifamily apartment investing via syndication. And now your hosts, former NFL fullback Brian Leonard and Anthony Scandariato. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Discovering Multifamily Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Scandariato, and today we have a special guest with us, Sari Ibrahim, and uh, want to welcome him here. He's actually uh, referred to us by a previous guest that we had, uh, Mark Lewis. And, uh, he's got um, a lot of interesting things to talk to us about today on our show, and um, he is a financial professional, and he's part of the uh, Bank on Yourself organization, which helps real estate investors and business owners become their own sources of financing, um, which we kind of talked about a little bit with Mark um, on our previous podcast, uh, while also saving for retirement. And, you know, uh, he's going to talk about many different financial tools that help investors with um, asset protection um, from different creditors and different, you know, creditors in, in majority of the states. So, uh, definitely want to help uh, welcome you, Sari, and uh, appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks, Anthony. Thanks for having me on. Sure. So do you want to give an overview of, of what uh, what you work on at your organization and, um, you know, see how it ties to uh, multifamily real estate investing? Yeah, definitely. So I'll, I'll kind of start off first by talking about the bank on yourself concept. Um, so the bank on yourself concept uses whole life insurance policies uh, for various reasons. And for those of you who aren't aware of uh, exactly how whole life insurance policies work, there's pretty much two components to them. Uh, one component is the death benefit. Uh, the other component is the cash value part. So we focus more on the cash value part and growing that. Um, and the cash value of a life insurance policy is, uh, from an asset protection standpoint, is treated differently from um, other places where you would store cash, like a checking account, savings, money market, brokerage accounts. Uh, the cash value of a life insurance policy is, uh, is actually has a very powerful uh, strategy behind it. And that's what we help uh, real estate investors and business owners with is capitalizing more on the cash value parts of a whole life insurance, but the bank on yourself way, not necessarily any whole life insurance policy, more so uh, the bank on yourself way. Got it. Can you kind of talk, summarize the bank on yourself um, life insurance as it relates to real estate investing? Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. So um, the cash value of the policy can be used for anything you want. So, um, and it has numerous uh, functions. It could be used for anything you want. You have access to that money at any time through a loan. Um, a lot of real estate investors, for example, will capitalize the policy, build up that cash value, and then borrow from that, from that cash value to use for renovations, buying properties, giving out loans to other real estate investors. So they become bankers and they're earning interest which is of course highly lucrative for real estate investors. Um, and you can pretty much use it for whatever you want. And the point that the reason why they would use that is that it's better than using cash. And I'll give you a more uh, detailed answer. Uh, for example, let's say you have a hundred thousand dollars in cash value. And then from that hundred thousand, you borrow 50,000 from that, from that policy. Um, you give that $50,000 to you use it for renovation, use it for whatever you want. Um, over the course of five years, you pay it back there's going to be interest involved that you pay, pay back to the insurance company. But that interest is a really small percentage. It's only going to be like 1.9 APR, whatever the case might be. And so it comes out to paying like two or $3,000 extra in interest. So you'd end up paying $53,000 about. 
to the insurance company over the course of five years. But then you might ask, why did I do that? Why did I just spend an extra $3,000 when I had the cash to begin with? And the answer to that is, while you were paying back the loan over the course of five years, the insurance company was paying you on your cash. They were paying you dividends and interest on your money. So after like five years, the 100000 in cash value you have is now like one sixty-five, or, how, or how, depending on however you fund it, is like now one sixty-five. So you've gained... 65,000, you've spent 52,000 roughly. So there's an arbitrage now of about $13,000. And don't quote me on these numbers, but this is just to give you an idea of how the policy works and why it's better than cash. God, and I get this question all the time from um, some of my investors and partners, if they should use their life insurance and to, to borrow against that, which makes a lot of sense. Are there any other products that real estate investors can, can use to, to borrow against besides the life? And is it whole life or just to, uh, term life as well? So for life insurance, there's three parts. There's three types. There's term, universal, and whole life. The bank on yourself way only works with whole life. I have heard of other agents using universal because universal life has cash value, but that's really risky because of the fluctuating um, cost of running those policies. It changes over time. With whole life insurance, it's a permanent form the fees are typically fixed and the cash value eventually outpaces what you're paying into the policy. So it's really important for it to be the bank on yourself way for it to be uh, number one, a whole life policy. And then number two, you want to make sure that it's a mutual insurance policy, not stock owned. So a lot of insurance companies are either stock owned or mutual. You want to make sure it's a mutual. And the third layer to that is you want to make sure that the policy has non direct recognition loan features which means, so do you remember in the example we just talked about having 100,000 in cash value, you borrow 50,000. So the reason why the insurance company kept paying you interest and dividends on your money while you're using it is because the company is a non-direct recognition loan company. They didn't recognize the fact that you had an outstanding loan of $50,000. They paid you on the $100,000 dividends and interest as if you didn't touch the money, as if you, they didn't recognize that loan. So you want to make sure that the company is mutual. It's a whole life policy and it has a non-direct recognition loan feature. Got it. Okay. Makes a lot of sense. Um, so for my second question, are there any other products that investors can quote unquote leverage to uh, acquire real estate and interest in properties, whether it's actively or passively? I've heard, I've heard of real estate investors using like self-directed IRAs and I'm not a fan of those because they're highly regulated. Um, you can't necessarily, like for example, if you took money out of your self-directed IRA and you wanted to buy a property, you can't own that property. You'd have to give that to, to another investor. They would have to manage that property, own it under a separate LLC. So there's a lot of restrictions. With bank on yourself policies, you could do whatever you want with your money. There's no um, IRS regulations or restrictions on how you use those funds. You could use it for real estate. You could use it to invest in other businesses. Um, there's a lot more liquidity and control over your own money. Got it. Are there any other reasons why to use? So it sounds like the life to borrow against the life is the the number one and most cost effective way because with the self directed IRAs, you usually set up that through a custodian, and there's a lot of different types of you know QRPs. There's so many. There's so many different things going on, um, and sometimes to even set up the account, you know, it might cost you two grand, and then there's annual fees of a grand. And, it's, uh, it adds up, you know, over, let's just say a five year period. Um, so what are the reasons that using 
the collateral for your life policy? What, what are some other reasons that you would say to help you on your real estate endeavors that we didn't cover? Yeah, definitely. So we already talked about the asset protection, how in a lot of states, uh, the cash value of a life insurance policy is protected from creditors and predators because it's seen as an exempt asset. It's not necessarily public information or public records. And even if somebody was suing you and they found out that you had X amount in cash value, in a lot of states and a lot of situations, that cash value can be leveraged in a lawsuit. So that's one huge reason um, that separates the bank on yourself policy or the whole life insurance policy from other vehicles, from other financial vehicles. And then we talked about fees. You mentioned the self-directed IRAs can be really expensive. You know, Anthony, if you think about it, uh, other, um, other financial vehicles might have a 1% recurring annual fee. And that 1% might seem really small. But if you do the math, 1% of your principal and gains every year over the course of like 25 years can equal $50,000 through compound interest and compounding fees. So we talked about the fees and then liquidity and control. You have access to your money. You have access to 85 to 90% of your money at any time. No questions asked. There's no underwriting involved in taking out a loan against your policy. It's your money and the insurance company will send you the money in five to seven business days. You just have to fill out an application for it. Uh, number three, market volatility. Um, so as you know, recording this in the middle of the pandemic, a lot of people, um, unfortunately kind of went through rough times in the stock market. And as you, it was, a, it's, it's a roller coaster still is, um, like the cash value of life insurance policies haven't been touched at all during the pandemic A whole life insurance policy, the bank on yourself, we haven't been touched, uh, due to the pandemic. They're continuing to grow and compound every day. In other words, they're not affected by any market volatility. Um, fourth reason. Uh, contribution limits, you know, self-directed IRAs, IRAs, 401ks, other qualified plans, they have restrictions like um, 401ks as of this year um, is 19,000. The maximum you can contribute self-directed IRAs are like 5,500. You can contribute every year. So there's a lot of contribution limits, but with the bank on yourself ways, there are no contribution limits. You can add in as much as you can get approved for. Um, the fifth reason, um, integration. So I'll give you an example on this. Um, let's say you allocated $19,000 to your 401k. Um, you can't use those same funds for your real estate portfolio. It's either, or either you allocate to your qualified plan or to your real estate portfolio with a bank on yourself a policy. You could do both. You could fund the bank on yourself policy, borrow from that policy, use it for real estate, pay yourself back, use that money again. Um, for another investment, you can keep recycling your money and using it for different parts of your life and business while your cash is growing as if you've never touched it. So it's instead of saying either I save my money or I invest it, you can kind of combine those two and integrate those two with a bank on yourself policy. Uh, and the last reason, the sixth reason, which is probably the most important is the taxes. Um, a lot of qualified plans are pre-tax vehicles. So you're deferring from taxes every year and then you're, um, you're getting taxed in your later years. But with a bank on yourself policy, you first pay taxes on the money, deposit into the life insurance policy, and now your policy it grows tax deferred and you have access to that money tax free. Um, those are the yeah, those are the six reasons. Got it. So when you have customers borrowing against their life policies. How long of a term? You mentioned five years. Is there like a minimum term? Is there a maximum term? What are the loan parameters? Yeah, so the, the loan should be paid, it's quote unquote, within reasonable time. 
Um, in other words, if you uh, financed a car, you would typically pay that back in five years. So you might kind of treat it as if you were borrowing from another lender. Also, another, another way to measure that is you never want your loan balance to exceed your cash value. If your loan balance exceeds your cash value, then the policy can lapse. So you kind of really want to, you want to pay it back responsibly. You can miss payments, you can control the terms, but eventually you want to pay that policy back. And it's always good to pay that policy back because you have, as soon as you pay that policy back, you have access to that cash again. So you kind of want to like recycle your money, use it for various areas, different parts, and keep like in and out, in and out using that money. Sure. So the way that I'm looking at it is a little bit more like a home equity line of credit, except you don't have to deal with the underwriting guidelines and all the scrutiny, the the new appraisal, because it sounds like, let's say you had a half a million dollars and you know, whole life, you can borrow, would you say 80% of yes. the 80% with pretty much no questions asked at a rate that's super cheap. It'd be basically giving you money for free at 2%. Uh, but the caveat is, sorry, is you have to build up that policy in the first place, right? In order mm-hmm. to access that money. So what advice would you have for, um, let's say millennial kind of early 20, early to mid 20s that maybe don't even have life insurance yet, um, don't have families yet, but they want to eventually have a policy in place and then use that to fund real estate investments or deals or whatever they're doing. Um, what would you say to them that are looking to start out to help build that policy as quick, that cash value as quickly as they can? Yeah, I would say start off with whatever you can. So we do an assessment on our clients. We kind of go through all their assets. We kind of figure out what they want, what their short-term goals are, their long-term goals are. And if you're kind of low, um, kind of tight on cash right now, but you eventually want to be, you know, in a real, a real estate investor, you want to build a real estate empire, um, start off with a policy, my policy, my first policy, I started off paying $300 a month. And, you know, Mark Willis mentions this in his po- the podcast with you in the previous episode. Um, he says that it's a mindset shift, you know, you, you want to build that mindset. And the same thing with the bank on yourself policies. You want to build that mindset of kind of stashing money away, waiting for it to compound, waiting for it to grow. And then you could use that money. And you don't have to wait, you know, years until you could touch that money. You can essentially in year one, a month, I'm sorry, month one, use your money. It's not going to be much if you're paying $300 a month. But the point is you want to incorporate it into your life eventually. You want to incorporate it to use that cash and start building that cash for other things you want, you want to do. Very interesting. So it's not like I can buy a share in the Dow and take it out. Obviously, I'm going to be subject to tax. This is more of an investment vehicle to help you, obviously, number one, minimize your tax liability at the end of the day. Um, Number two, obviously, protect yourself and your family in an event for uh, a tragedy to happen. Um, And number three, it's liquid. So it sounds like it's a very interesting strategy that I think more people aren't really exposed to. So I appreciate you um, sharing some more light. Is there any other um, uh, insight you have to share on, on the, the banking on yourself method besides what you might know we covered a lot. So. Yeah. Yeah. I I think this this is to touch on what you just mentioned, how a lot of people don't know this. Um, And I think a lot of people don't know this is because of what they hear from like critics about whole life insurance policies. A lot of critics say, you know, whole life policies, um, the cash value is going to be really tiny and um, the death benefit doesn't increase. And you, it's kind of 
um, odd that you have to borrow your own money, but they're not, they're, they're excluding a lot of details. Like what we mentioned in the beginning, mutually owned, non-direct recognition, um, the fact that you're earning dividends on your money, no matter what's, what's going on in the economy. So I think that people need to kind of differentiate between traditional whole life policies that the media bashes and um, the modern bank on yourself, you know, cash value emphasized life insurance policies. Awesome. That is great. Great stuff. So how can people find more and learn more about what you do and, and to learn more about this strategy? Yeah, definitely. So they can go to um, finassetprotection.com. That's F-I-N, assetprotection.com. And then you can schedule a free uh, 15-minute consultation with me, and I'll be more than happy to uh, answer any of your questions or provide any value I can. Great, sorry. I really appreciate you coming on the show. And um, hopefully I'll have you on again soon. And, um, you know, if any of the, you know, policy uh, stipulations change in the next uh, six months in terms of, you know, the the, the regulations, I'd love to hear more about it. But it sounds like it's probably not going anywhere anytime soon, um, which is which is good for um, real estate investors. So, um, yeah, we definitely want to stay in touch. And I really appreciate you coming on again in the show. Thanks, Anthony. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.